There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. So, welcome back, everyone. It is Tuesday morning, and you are watching Mornings with Mizzy, or you're listening to the Mizzy Bender Show, depending on what platform you are listening to and what time of day. So, welcome. I'm really happy to be in a very good mood. I have a lot to share from the last couple of weeks. Um, so, the topic is, as you might have seen, we went to our first swingers event in 10 years and I have some feedback for you. I am going to keep the conversation confidential. I'm not gonna say who it's from and I'm not gonna say what event it was uh, in regards to. I'm a bit nervous to provide my feedback because I do know of this couple from within the community and have established a relationship via social media and you know just a few different things through their journey. So I'm a bit nervous to be really honest and straightforward on how I feel. So don't take it personally. Uh, just be really open-minded on the feedback that I am gonna provide and have a really good conversation uh, from it. But of course, before we get into all of that, uh, there's just the regular updates and stuff like that that I just wanna do. So what's been happening? I don't know if you've noticed over like the past two weeks, I've looked like a fucking hot mess on this morning show and I think that that's because you know I thought my little breakdown was going to happen in the end of July so I really focused hardcore on keeping all of my scheduling in order trying to rest when I need to you know just being really aware of my mental state at all times trying to make sure I don't fall into that same bucket uh yeah caught up to me two weeks ago um so what happened well I don't know like just in general, I was just a bit exhausted from traveling and stuff, and there was some good downtime, and I felt really great about that. But then, maybe like two and a half weeks ago, my dad reached out to my brother, my sister, and I, and said that, you know, Grandma fell, she broke her knee and her leg, and, you know, she's in the hospital, and she's going to have to get surgery, re re knee replacement, and then, you know, she's going to go to rehab. All right, well, the issue with this is, is my sister and I specifically, my brother a little differently, we don't really have that kind of relationship with my dad's side of the family. It's a little bit disconnected and it's a little bit, I don't know, it's just funky over the years. Just, I'm sure everybody can imagine their family styles and just whatever. Well, when my dad officially said that she got transferred to the rehabilitation center, which would have been last Wednesday, or I think that she maybe got there last Tuesday, um, maybe two Tuesdays ago. It was two Tuesdays ago, so we're talking two weeks ago. You know, he sent us a message saying, you know, she can expect it, you know, she could have visitors, this, that, and the other thing. And here I am thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't really speak with her in general, and I don't really have a relationship with her in general, and, you know, of course I want to, and I just don't know what the issue is. I guess familiarity, or, you know, you just become so 
regimented into like what life has always been. So because we don't really have a conversation, since we don't really have a relationship, there just isn't a relationship. And she calls me out on it all the time when she does see me. So I hadn't seen her maybe like three years. It's been three years until this past Father's Day is when I saw her and probably really spoke with her. I haven't even really spoken with her since then, right? So here I am thinking like, what do I do? You know, my dad's telling us that she's in this terrible state. And so here I am thinking like, you're gonna be a royal asshole if you don't go and visit her. Everybody knows that you have like a stay at home job or whatever the fuck it is that my, my job responsibilities are for my day. Like I would feel really bad and just like morally not good with myself if I didn't go and visit her. So now there's a few things that go on with visiting her. We talked about how I started to go back to the gym and that was like a huge thing for me to just like get out of the house and try and like join society and actually have to drive. Now these things are, the gym is like five minutes down the block. I legit have to take one road to get there. And Spencer's been really great with leaving me the Prius so I don't have to drive the truck and whatever. But the rehabilitation center is like an hour away from my house. And you have to drive on so many different roads and I'm not good with directions. So I was like really nervous about the entire thing in general. And I had to take the truck. So I was like, oh my fucking God, like I gotta drive this beast of a truck, you know, all through town, an hour away. Like I was really nervous. At the same time, uh, I had to take a COVID test too. I have made it this entire pandemic without having to take a COVID test simply because I've been in my house all the time and not for nothing when we go anywhere it's to swingers events so no offense guys I'm not testing after a fucking swingers event because that seems really ridiculous right I mean we all know what the liability is and you know we did the right thing and hunkered down when we were supposed to and followed all the protocols and stuff so I didn't ever have to take a test uh, and when I was sick I stayed in my house until I was really good and never came out so I was like freaking out to have him take a fucking test too so there was a few things that were going on but I did it I left my house, I drove the truck, I did the hour drive, I did all these different things and I made it to my grandma. Well, the fucking second I get there, she starts calling me out on, you know, why I don't visit her, why I don't talk to her, all these different things. And honestly, it was a conversation I was just not really expecting to have. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I didn't, I've never really been to a rehabilitation center. So overall, I just really just didn't know, right? So it was a really difficult and challenging emotional day for me because I was trying to stay really strong and not show that I was upset or bothered by any of the conversations, but I was also really, really direct and honest with her on what my responses were. And a lot of that had to do with my relationship with my dad and different things. And I think that she was a little bit taken back by some of my feedback also. So it was, it was kind of tough, but it was really great, right? Like, and while I was there, something just changed and something different, you know, happened with me. It was, I don't know, maybe I'm getting older and recognize that everybody around me is getting older. And it's my fault now that we don't have a relationship because I'm a grown up and I make my own grown up choices. So like whatever's happened in the past is what I'm holding on to and it's not her fault. So it's not, I feel bad that I've neglected the relationship for so long and just had this really different change of point of view. And I think that that made me overly emotional too. So, you know, I, I came home and I told Spencer, I'm like, this is a really emotional day for me. And because of everything that transpired, I'm going back tomorrow. She wants a Whopper. I'm bringing her a Whopper for lunch. And, uh, you know, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna spend as much time with her as I can and occupy her while she's in this rehab center.
So I got my shit together on the Thursday. I found the Whopper and I brought it to her. And it was, it was honestly, it was really great. The thing is, on Thursday, when I got there, she ate the Whopper and then she had to go for physical therapy. I'm not allowed in her physical therapy area. I'm allowed to like watch. It's almost like I was, I felt like I was in like dance school where I was like watching my kid like dance in there, you know, like when you're out in the class or whatever. So that's, that's where we were. Like she was in doing her, her physical therapy and I'm out watching her in the glass. And then here comes my mom. Now, I've talked about the challenges with my mom a bunch. She says she's no longer bipolar. I don't really believe that to be true. There's a lot of ups and downs with the mental state and really irrational behaviors, of which don't come across really great towards her children. And in this moment, when I'm trying to like manage these emotions and feelings that I have going on with my grandma and really trying to you know, keep my head in the game there to do the right thing, here comes my mom. And, you know, I feel really bad because she's dealing with a lot of stuff too, but accountability on feelings. And she happens to throw a lot of stuff at my siblings and I, that a lot of things in her life are our fault. No, 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 no. Shit's not our fault. And don't fucking bark up that tree with me. Like, so here I am having this huge discrepancy with my mother while I'm trying to take care of my grandma at the, at the rehab center or whatever. And I got really overwhelmed with my emotions because my mom comes on really strong and I cannot, I can't, I can't, I can't push her, I can't push her energy away from me. It just like, ugh, it overwhelms us. And it's not just me. After talking to my brother and my sister, they feel it too. And it's because she can't let go of so much stuff. And it's really just really, really detrimental on our, on us. But as it's detrimental for us, we're still trying to support her and she needed to come to New York. So we tried every, like, we did everything underneath the sun to be able to get this, this woman to New York. And it, it worked out okay, but through the, through the time her being here, she spent some time with my brother and then she came and she spent some time with me. But what happens is, you know, when she comes and spends time with me, she starts saying everything that's going on between the siblings and her. And I know what my siblings, you know, feelings are towards her. So now here I am, I'm listening to my siblings' feelings, I'm listening to like my mother, and it's all fucking chaos. Nobody wants to use their words. Nobody wants to tell each other how they feel. Nobody wants to tell anybody what the fuck their problem is. Nobody wants to acknowledge anything. But everybody just talks behind everybody's like whatever. No, have a fucking direct conversation and tell them. Like, and that's what I say to my mom. My mom can be really fucking over the top, which is why I am so direct and why I am the way that I am because I can't deal with it. Get the fuck out of here with the nonsense, right? And so this is kind of what's been going on all last week because she throws stuff at me and I'm like, but you have to, you have to recognize that your behaviors towards us, our entire lives meets this moment. And just because you're trying to change over the last year doesn't erase everything that we've gone through. It is like, you got to work towards it. You got to talk about it. You've got to like recognize that you also played a part in what we're feeling today. And you can't be selfish about it. And that's kind of what we were dealing with. And it became really, really overwhelming uh, for me to manage. On top of having a really awesome travel weekend with Lady that we talked about last week, it was you know traveling to Connecticut and then up to New Hampshire. And we had remarkable uh, sexual engagement but then also 
with that, Spencer and I never really had our reconnection time because it turns out I was actually PMSing. So maybe that's why I was like even more emotionally overwhelmed. TMI, I'm sorry, but it like plays into the picture of things because I don't think that sometimes I think that we're caught off guard as females when our hormones start fucking playing tricks on us. Uh, and since mine's so all over the board and I never know what's going on, I kind of felt like that was the circumstances, but I wasn't necessarily sure. Um, so Sunday comes and sure enough, that's what the circumstances are. And so Spencer and I never had a, a real reconnect moment after that. Yeah, I blew them and went like in, in different things, but it's not the same. And so maybe I was like missing a lack of that too. And there was so many different things. Like, I don't know. By the time Wednesday came, we went to the beach and we were listening to the EDM music and I had the biggest panic attack ever. It was really bad. <laughs> I was like in the venue and I just got like really like a little bit like woozy and I was like, Spencer, I, I need to go outside. Like now, I need to just go to the car. I need to lay down and I just need to go. So I went out there and uh, you know, he came and checked on me a few times, but like one of the last times he came to check on me, I was like shaking like uncontrollably. And I was just, I was just not in a good place. I was in a really, really bad place emotionally and overwhelmed and so many different things. And I was like, I need, I need a break. I also, funny enough, it's not funny, but I like had this weird pain in my back for quite some time. And now like I, I'm, I think I know my body, like I, I really pay attention to things and I know when I'm fucked up and there's a lot of stuff that I've been working on since last year. Like COVID really did fuck me up and like the more that I realize it and look back on time, the more that I can recognize all the downfalls that happened. Like legit being in the house for so long and not having another job to go to after it was over, being by myself staying in like we've talked about all these different things so much but i didn't really realize how much it impacted my body it made me so weak it made a lot of different things inside me fucked up it's taken me a really long time to get back on track which is why the 75 day challenge was really important for me because it was something in the background and it's still going on until september 15th but it was something in the background to keep me motivated. You've got to keep going. You've got to read. You've got to journal. You've got to work out. You've got to do all these things to get yourself to be a functioning human being again because you're fucking falling apart. And so these are all the different things that I'm thinking. And so now, like, I have this weird twinge in my back. And, you know, I hadn't said anything. Like, I started talking to a lady about it, like, a couple, maybe, like, last week or something. And I think that with like my emotional overwhelming moments and then like the panic attack, it sent me into another swirl of like, I'm gonna die because of what's going on with my side. You know, I'm thinking like a kidney infection. I don't fucking know, you know? Last year, my sister got this wicked kidney infection. She didn't know it and she was in the hospital and it was like this whole thing. So, you know, I'm talking to my sister and she's like, you should probably go and get it. You know, it was on Saturday, this past Saturday. I finally, I brought it up to like my grandma, my sister, because we went to the, the rehab center to go, you know, hang with my grandma or whatever. So they were like, you should really go. So after the rehab center was over, I did. I went to one of the clinics and I was having a heart attack. Legit, like my anxiety levels went through the roof. Like I don't like doctors at all. The only doctor I ever go to is the gynecologist. And every time I go there, they tell me something real fucked up that I just don't want to know. So it's easier for me to just say whatever. I know that there are some things messed up. Like I just don't want to know about it. Like I think if I was really sick, like I would know. I think this is just like my mind playing tricks on me, but we're going to go. So I was in the doctor's office. Man, that guy came at me with his stethoscope. I was like sweating like crazy, like clammy, whatever. He's like, 
just relax. Like, he's like, it's not a big deal. He's like, you're fine. He's like, you look really healthy. Uh, you know, and he's asking me all these questions about my side. And I said to him, I said, legit, I think that I just like moved my back the wrong way. And I think that it's because like I slouch so much, like legit, like I'll be on my phone. I don't do it anymore because I tried to change my technology habits. But like even here on the couch, like I'll put my legs up and I'm like, you know, you kind of like crouch down. So I'm just like playing, I'm, I'm playing into that, right? And you know, the weakness of my body and different things. So the doctor's going through all these questions with me and he's like, so you legit have no pain, you have no nothing, so like why are you here? I said, honestly, I think that my anxiety has brought me to a point that if I don't come here, like I'm not gonna be able to, I'm not gonna be able to function another day because I'm gonna be in my head so much. So he was like, okay, okay, okay. He's like, why don't we take an x-ray to see if there's like anything going on, you know, in the back. He's like, we could try and see is something. He's like, we'll do some blood work. I was like, blood work? What the fuck are you talking about? I was like, I don't think I could do the blood work. No, he's like, you know, he's like, but since you're here, maybe we should just do it. I said, okay, well, you could probably bring in your whole staff then because I'm going to be like losing my shit. You saw what happened when we were just trying to put the stethoscope on my back, like let alone try and draw my blood. What do you know? But I was like, you're right. You're right. I can do it. He got me lollipops. <laughs> it was absolutely absurd. The entire thing. Like you see how childish and, and ridiculous I am, but it's true. It's all honest. It's, this is what it is. And so I wanted to share with you some of the pictures. <laughs> How funny is this, right? So he does like the x-ray and everything. And he, this is what he shows me. So this is like my spine. Here are my belly rings here. And he's like, oh, you have two piercings. I was like, yes, I do. They're both there. And it does. It turns out that there's just a small misalignment in my back right here. Ooh, where is it? Right, right in here. That's like kind of pushing into one of my things. That's making it just like a little bit sore. He's like, you continue at the gym and you're going to be just fine. And he's like, I assure you. He's like, when we do the blood work, I promise you, I'm most certain it's all gonna come back just fine. And it did, I got the phone call last night uh, and I'm healthy as can be. And so this is what's been going on the past two weeks. So when you look at my morning shows and you're like, what the fuck is going on uh, with this woman and why does she look like a hot mess? These are all the different things that are happening. I honestly, I was trying really hard to just like keep on my schedule and do what I needed to do from a professional standpoint, but we all have those moments where we all break and it's a compilation of different things. And as much as we try to prepare for it, it just swoops in and gets us. Um, and so, you know, I sit here today in a really great place, you know, self-reflecting and kind of just getting a grip and, and moving on. And so I thought it was really important to share that everybody has these moments that just swirl us and put us in a position of, oh my gosh, like, what are we gonna do? And I have to say Spencer was really, really good to me because by the time this past Friday night came, I was in real bad shape still. I was like probably crying and just like a disaster. And he looked at me and he's like, you look like you're just hanging on by a thread. I was like, I am, I really am. And I think that that's when, it's gonna make me sad at this moment in time. But I think that's when he really realized that like I needed a moment to like regroup and just, have some downtime. So that's what happened this weekend. It was really great. You know, like he just swooped me up on the couch and just like snuggled me the entire weekend. And it was, it was really great. Like I feel really happy that he and I have like made it to a moment that he understands. <sighs> so sorry. How much and how stressful and how challenging things can be. Cause like normally 
he's always like, you know, we can go, 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 right? Because he's a very different person than I. And he can handle a lot, and so can I. But there are times where I just get, like, overly exhausted. And normally he would challenge me on my exhaustion or whatever. And the conversation that he had with me on Friday night was, like, probably the most beautiful conversation that I've ever had with him. You know, he spoke some words that I really needed to hear about my journey through the business and what I'm trying to do here. And the support that he provided was exactly what I needed to be able to regroup, come down, recenter. And not that I was putting the responsibility on him to do that. It was just the conversation, the recognition, and the understanding that he knew I was in a really bad place and was really trying to figure out how to get me in a better position. So he was really happy that I ended up going to the doctor on Saturday because, you know, I worry him too and he gets like all stressed out and everything. And so, you know, he was like, I'm, he was just really happy with like everything overall. And so last night, you know, we had our final like, you know, closure kind of conversation to everything that's been going on. And uh, it was really great. And it was, he gave me a massage uh, that, you know, like, of course it was like a sexual massage. We have this really great THC oil. And so we have our massage table set up and, you know, he really took care of me and it was really lovely. So it was a really great way to kind of like end and regroup and kind of push forward and, and be in a really great place for today to be able to put on a really good morning show. So uh, I've been babbling for a few minutes. I'm going to check the comments, and then I'm going to get on with the show and see what we have going on, so bear with me. Here I come. There has been so much happening. Yeah, and as you can see, like, I'm not putting on makeup anymore. I just feel like I just need to be a natural girl going forward at times. Uh, good morning, Mr. Steve. Good morning, Jack. Holly says, it comes out of nowhere sometimes. I know being empathetic like we are as well can be super overwhelming when it's not just our own emotions we are managing through. Yeah, that's exactly it, Holly. And it's so much. Like, it just became way too much. Oh, my God, Mr. Zach, I'm so happy that you're on here. It's so good to see you, JP. Uh, so many of you that I haven't seen in such a long time. It is so great. Okay. So, some current events, what is going on? Um, I wanna put one notification. If you follow me on Instagram, please be aware that there are so many fake accounts coming out under me. I would never, ever, ever entice you with any kind of sexual um, advertisements, maybe I should say. So yes, I have a spicy page, but I never advertise my spicy page, and I never will advertise my spicy page. I'm saying it now for the simple cause of this, but all that information can be found on my own personal website, mizzybender.com. There's never gonna be a point in time where I promote any other link aside from mizzybender.com, mizzysboutique.com, and mindbenderparties.com. If you ever see anything aside from those three links, it is a fake and a scam. It is not me. The sex acts that you are watching are not I. Um, it is all fake. So they've just taken my face, and I guess they find like clips of, I don't even know really what it is. It was really hard for me to uh, pinpoint exactly what the acts were, but there is, there is a Fansly account or something like that set up under Mizzy Bender that is absolutely false. If you've been scammed over it, I'm really sorry. Um, but go to my Instagram, which is just Mizzy Bender, just Mizzy Bender, and you will see everything having to do with me. Anything other than that is fake, I promise you. 
The Paradise Club is having their um, their club appreciation night on September twenty third, uh, September third, which is this Saturday coming up. And the appreciation night consists of so many fun giveaways. And I'm really happy to say that Mizzy's Boutique is contributing to it. So when you get to the club, there's all sorts of raffles that you will be entered into. And one of them, one of the winners will receive a $40 gift certificate to Mizzy's Boutique. The Paradise Club has worked tremendously on putting together an appreciation night that you guys are all gonna really, really love. There's so many benefits. So September 3rd, this Saturday at the club, you do have to be registered. It is not available to single men, uh, but the paradiseclub.net, it will give you all the information there. And for all those of you are, all those that are contributing to the morning show, don't forget Mizzy's Madness Raffle for the month is the giveaway for the traveling, the traveling Mizzy Cup, plays well with others in orange. The names are here. I have to go through and put the names from the last show and then this show. And the winner will be drawn at the end of the show next week. Sorry about that. I'll lower my volume here. Uh, not next week, on Thursday, I'm sorry. So on Thursday, I started this mini-series with Miss Lady. And the mini-series goes through her and I's relationship and Spencer's relationship from a poly standpoint and is sharing everything from the beginning of time when we met four years ago. It is going to be continuing on uh, for the next couple of weeks, and all of that will be on MizzyBender.com. So if you missed the first episode last week, go and check out the blog. It's on there. You'll see it. Um, we really share everything, and she really goes into the depths of her changes, her transitions, her figuring out her business model, her figuring out what Miss Lady represents, all while struggling through different kinds of relationship statuses and different things, while continuing on our relationship together. So it's very complex, it's very deep, and it shares a lot of emotional things. We're only getting started, so you definitely wanna tune in to see how it all develops and really how we got to where we are today. It's full of beautiful love, emotions, ups and downs, and craziness. I assure you, you're gonna love it. Um, okay, so today's topic, again, I want to put the disclosure out there that no disrespect to the person that sent this to me because you are a valuable community member. I just want you to remember that, okay? And I'm not saying what the event is. I was given some upfront information about the female partner within this relationship. Now, the male is the one that wrote to me. And he is the one that I generally speak to, of which I do know both parties. I'm not sharing what he sent prior to because it was really personal, really deep, and some backstory. So this next message starts with, she really works hard. In the, she really worked hard in the three hours leading up to going to the party on our outfits, trying to come up with something that would look nice and colorful at the same time. We get there and no one even acknowledged our presence. We barely got a wave out of the hosts. Already, Dada is feeling very uneasy. This is her first party in over 10 years and the last one she went to made her feel as though she had to strip naked and give herself to the whims of every guy in the club. She's not feeling welcomed or even wanted at this event. She sees the other women there and can't help but compare herself to them. This is where you and Lainey made the greatest impression though, and this was wonderful to see. You both told her to leave that baggage at the door and just own the incredible sexy woman that she is. 
That's what I've been trying to help her see this whole time. But despite your efforts, no one else engaged us and the host made no effort to introduce us to anyone as newbies. This is where everyone, not just the host, can do better. You, me, anyone at the event should be making newcomers feel welcome and invited. Introduce them to others and insert them into conversations that would normally have no clue how to, how to inject themselves without being extremely rude. And this is exactly what happened to us. The advice we got was just make yourselves known. Put yourselves out there. Easier said than done when you don't want to come off as just an asshole for interrupting someone else. This is where the hosts can play a major role. As a host, they can politely interrupt a conversation to introduce new people and get them acquainted to the others and interacting with them. Breaking the ice gracefully. This can be extended to anyone in the group as well. If they see someone new, make them feel welcomed and introduce them to others. From my readings, this is a typical obstacle for many newcomers. If we can all work together to make people aware of this, we have the potential to gain many more participants and make those that would otherwise be dissuaded from trying again to continue pursuing this adventure. Dot Dot and I were not turned off from the lifestyle or the people at the event by any means, and we want to make that very clear to everyone. The scene just wasn't for us, but we may have had a better experience if someone had brought us into a group. We honestly can't say. But after we left, we took a walk down and walked downtown and reflected on it together and came up with this constructive criticism for everyone. What are your thoughts? Um, well... I respect the feedback tremendously, and I absolutely understand where this person is coming from, from a new, new B standpoint, per se. I don't necessarily agree with it, though. I'll be very truthful. So this is the thing. I don't really think, or I'm not sure many recognize what it is that hosts do to prepare for these events for everybody, so let's start there. Um, as a host perspective, and I'm strictly speaking on behalf of myself, this is not anybody else's perspective. This is my own opinion. Uh, so please just take that with a grain of salt. And this is my own point of view from me living it. It is not easy most of the time being a host, okay? Because, you know, for us, we have all day set. Like our weekends when we host, it is a full weekend of travel. So Friday night, you know, Friday's all day travel. Friday night, yes, of course, we have uh, downtime with our, our crew and we have a great time. But, you know, it's an early night. We wake up Saturday early. We kind of just like grind it out and we get to the club. Now we're getting a little bit better with time management and, and you know, working our schedule a little bit where we're trying to find some more balance. But it is a very long work day of, you know, setting up the club, reorganizing everything, you know, we travel with a 20-foot trailer, so for us, it is, you know, we legit change over the entire space when we're there. It's a lot of work, you guys. I don't really, you know, our jobs as hosts is to provide an environment for you to come to to enjoy your own alternative lifestyle. Our jobs as hosts is not our, it's not our responsibility to ensure you have a good time at the event, right? Now, many hosts, I'm sure, can say that they know who their newbies are or not. I don't really know. I don't talk to many hosts about that particular statement. Maybe I should just to back up this, but there's a good portion of me that can say, like, I know who some of my newbies are. 
Then there's another portion of me that I have no idea who the fuck the newbies are, right? Because we get people from all over the place. We have SDC, Instagram, FetLife, uh, Facebook, Snapchat. Uh, I don't even TikTok. I mean, I don't even know what all the platforms are. SLS, which I don't really support them, but we do list on there. Um, you know, they're everywhere. So it's really difficult for us to say, oh, that person's new, this person's new, this new, whatever. Maybe what we can do is put like a, a name thing at the front desk, like at your check-in that if you are new, you know, you can put a name tag on and say I'm new and you can kind of like integrate. I don't really know. Like it's a conversation I'm going to bring up in the private group after this session is over for people to provide me feedback on what my thoughts are and we can have a really engaging conversation on how to move forward and engage newcomers the thing is this is this is where the tough part comes for me it's not our job to take on other people's insecurities and that's what I read from this and I'm really sorry to say that directly uh, you know if you're gonna come to an event you have to be willing and open to interact with others. You're a swinger. That's your job. That's what you're there to do. You know, if you're interested in talking to somebody, it's your responsibility to go and try and find them and try and link up with them and figure out, you know, what are your commonalities and stuff. I honestly don't think it's my responsibility to play matchmaker or introduce anybody or anything of the sorts. Like, I'm not looking for that. My emotions, I'm already emotionally overwhelmed by the time our events start that I'm going to be in a crowd of however many people that I'm not comfortable with. That, that's my insecurity, right? And my, my crew knows that that's what my insecurity is. And we all watch out for each other. And so, you know, what we have going on behind the scenes is something completely different than what you see on the outside. You have to know that, right? Our job is to present everything is as seamless as possible. So, you know, for me, I'm never, I'm never going to find you at an event and I'm never going to say, oh, I think that you should meet so-and-so. It's never going to happen. Don't put that expectation on me. Don't ask me to do that. It's not my job at all. If we're all in a conversation and there's like a little huddle going on and, you know, there's a few of us in a circle, absolutely. I'll do an introduction and say, oh, have you met so-and-so? And I probably don't know your name, so I'll be like, oh, you know, well, why don't you introduce yourself so I can pick up what your name is too. It's not our job as hosts to ensure that you have a good time at the event. That's just not fair. I think that that's putting a tremendous amount of pressure on the host and an expectation that's unrealistic. Um, and so for that, I really did have a hard time trying to figure out how to have this conversation, right? Because that's honestly how I feel. You know, I understand, you know, you haven't been to the event in ten, haven't been to an event in 10 years. A lot's probably changed. Um, you know, who knows? There's so many different things that be, could be going through your mind. You know, trying to find the perfect outfit for the event. Oh, I totally understand that. I go through the same thing. I have the same anxieties about you know, my outfit, is it going to be good enough? Do I look good? Am I too this? You know, my whatever, like my brain goes in like warp of like all these different things on our outfits. And I'm most certain every single female and probably every guy does the same exact thing. So no, you're not alone when you're trying to figure out what this most perfect outfit is for you to fit in, especially if it's a thematic event. Sometimes we come up with themes and people are like, how are we supposed to dress for that? Like we don't even understand what it is. You know, sometimes, I, you know, we got a tremendous amount of questions for our winter's kiss 
events. You know, what do we wear to Winter's Kiss? I don't know. I say sparkle, you know, silvers, blues, I don't know, kisses. Who knows? Like, whatever you feel represents that theme for you. At the end of the day, you have to feel really comfortable and confident in the outfit that you're wearing. Like, nobody else can own that for you except for your own self, you know? So, and you'll probably hear me say, like, if a female comes up to me and say, can I wear this? Does this look right? I say, bitch, you fucking rock that shit like you're supposed to wear it and it will be just fine. Nobody will know anything different. It's your confidence. It's in how you carry it. It's in how you personally put it on is what's going to be trade to the world, be, you know, put out to the world. So in that regard, I totally sympathize with trying to come up with the most perfect outfit and feeling like, am I going to be good enough for it? Because we all go through that point, right? Now, when we get there, no one acknowledged our presence. Okay, I'm going to be truthful. I have watched so many couples walk into an event. They walk into an event, into the event, they scout it out, and then they go to the bar. They don't go and talk to anybody. And so, yes, I think everybody upon first um, step into the event, let's say, gets that like nervousness or like uncomfortableness. You're at a swingers event. There's so many different things going through your brain. Uh, is this going to be overwhelming for me? Is there going to be open play? Is there not going to be any play? What's the environment going to be like? What's the crowd going to be like? You know, like, am I going to be able to handle this? Am I going to play with somebody? Am I going to be attracted to somebody? How do I approach that somebody? Uh, there's all these different things that are going through all of our minds. It's not just yours. So we're all in it together. If you watch others when they come into the events, you'll see this. You'll see them kind of go their separate ways. It's not until I feel like an hour into the events where I see humans actually start mingling with one another, probably because they got some liquid courage behind them, which is, I say unfortunate, but I get it, right? You got to... I don't really think that we should have the alcohol to like lessen those tensions, but I, I understand it, right? Because I do. I go and take a shot myself to ease my anxieties. Um, and so I, I do understand. I wish we could be stronger and, and not need that and we can go and I just go and, you know, have conversations with others and stuff. And, and maybe over time that will happen for me. But, I mean, I'm not saying I take... I don't take a shot for me to be able to interact with anybody else. I take a shot for me to be able to just get through the night. <laughs> that, that's full honesty, you know. So, um, you know, I, I get it. And, you know, there are times where I have panic attacks in the beginning of the events too. You know, one time it was really hardcore and it took lady forever to try and, like, talk me down. But, you know, this shit happens. So it's not just you. <laughs> we all go through it. So I'm sorry, you know, when he put in here that the last event that she went to made her feel like she had to, you know, like, open her legs to everybody. It seems to me that there's some, I don't even know what needs to go on in this relationship here from a swinging perspective, but there's definitely some things that need to be worked on uh, to get her into the swing lifestyle. It sounds to me that he really wants to be in the swing lifestyle and she doesn't really necessarily know how to get there. And for a really long time, 10 years is a long time to try and persuade somebody to get there. You know, like these are my uncomfortabilities. Uh, even with this particular dynamic, and I shared it with them that night, I would love to see the female engage within the group also because it's always just him. I don't like that. And if you're watching and you're listening, like I am reiterating that, like I don't like that, right? I think that there should be equal contributions to the group and it's very one-sided. So that makes me feel uncomfortable because I can't figure out exactly where this 
relationship or where this dynamic lies. Although it's not my responsibility, they are heavily integrated into the community, so I watch it really carefully. Yes, Lady and I did approach you at the event. I'm gonna be truthful, I was really shocked to see you there. I never thought that you were gonna make it to an event, honest to God. Um, and so when I approached you, it was, it was like, oh my gosh, like, wow, I'm, I can't believe that you're here. I'm really happy to see you, but I was really shocked uh, because I haven't seen that engagement from her. And I know that you guys have noted, you know, have been talking about coming to an event for some time, but I legit was very shocked. So when you started to share where things were at and, you know, what the feelings and stuff were, it was really important for us to say, you need to own your own self, right? Like you need to own who you are. If you can't own who you are and are feeling insecure, you shouldn't be at the event, honestly. And, and that's not to deter anybody. You know, of course we want business and we want our events to be successful, but not with the wrong individuals, not with the ones that are mentally not capable of being there at that time. And that's how I personally feel with this particular dynamic. I really am so supportive that they made it out and they saw what it was like and put her feet into, you know, dipped her toes into the water a bit. But I still don't think that this was the appropriate outcome. I do hope that they had some really strong, you know, feedback and, and it does sound like it, it, it went well, but I hope that she finds some inner confidence to keep growing on herself before they try and come to an event again that's my honest recommendation so yes we did approach you and I'm really happy that we did and I'm really happy that we saw and I'm really happy that I got to meet both of you formally to see that there really is a partnership and to see actually how she behaves uh, I was listening to the conversations you know when we were outside you know with her whispering into your ear you know those were some of the things that I picked up on she wasn't confident enough to speak her sexual truth in general with all of us present, and there was only about four of us, she was only able to do it in your ear, which means that she needs some growth and she needs some time uh, you know, to process and, and join, which is when I really encouraged her to join the Wonton Warriors. <laughs> wanton, I say it wrong all the time. I'm always gonna call it Wonton, wanton I'm sorry. Uh, but that's our group of powerful me females of uplifting one another, supporting each other, whether it's memes, books, recipes, shooting the shit, it don't matter. I really encouraged her to join that group and be part of it and, and really be active in it because if you want us to help you, you've gotta follow the tools that we provide to you. And this was my next best recommendation because I do think that it would be a really uncomfortable uh, next event if they came again. And I don't want that to be the case. Anybody that comes to our events, events that we're you know, vending at, uh, events that we have collaborations with in some sort of way, any one of us, we all want you to be in your most solid mindset and state of mind from a confident swinger standpoint to be there. Because you know what's gonna happen? If you're not, the end of the night's gonna end wicked. You're gonna be in a really bad place and then you're gonna have some doubts the time after or the day after, and when you self-reflect, I feel like you're gonna go into a swirl, right? These are some of the things that I've experienced, not me personally, but I've witnessed, and I've followed through on stories and, and, and followed up with other humans that I've seen throughout the night and stuff. You know, I do do my homework and due diligence on, on things, so I don't just speak out of my ass. Like, these are all legit 
circumstances, and I see them time and time again from a host standpoint. Again, which is why I don't really like playing so much, and I'm very choiceful on the humans that I actually choose to give my sexuality to because there are so many different dynamics, and if you're not fully comfortable and confident in who you are, that's going to be a repercussion on me because your insecurities are now going to be a hindrance on me, and that's not going to be cool. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking to get involved in any of your drama. I'm not looking to be part of your drama, and I'm certainly not looking to be a backlash of some of your drama because you were too insecure and not confident enough to be a swinger. Harsh words, but that is the reality of it. So, you know, listen, it, owning your sexuality, it doesn't matter what size you are. I want to make sure everybody understands that. You can be a size 25, you can be a size 2, you can be a size 5. I don't even know what all the numbers are. It don't matter. As long as you personally feel sexy and confident, that's how the world is going to view you. If you come across timid and shy, the world's going to see that also. So, you know, although maybe not specifically all swinger associate, you know, related topics, it's all relevant, right? Because all of these conversations are what makes us our most healthiest alternative lifestyle living human beings. You know, it's about being able to interact with others and giving your sexuality away without being insecure and without having to deal with some swirls afterwards when you've finished with the event, right? I'm really happy that they were able to come to the event, experience it, see what it was like, and also provide us feedback. Although it's probably not the feedback that they're looking to hear from me, it's all really relevant and important for all of us from everybody's perspectives. So going back to like, what can we do to help newbies in the lifestyle when they come to an event? I do, I do know that there are some clubs that have been starting with different color coordinating things. I'm most certain that the Paradise Club uh, just recently started with name tags. Uh, and I think that that's a great idea, right? Because I never remember anybody's name. Um, I, I'm sorry, there's just so many uh, individuals that we interact with that I just can't keep track of everybody. I can place like faces to events and you know periods in time and um, you know different states and stuff like that, but the names are really difficult. Even if I've interacted with you every single time, uh, that were there. If you ever get like a walk up from Jim trying to figure out what your name is, it's because we've all put him on the task of like, dude, we can't figure out this fucking name. And he's like, I'm on it. I got it. And he's like all over doing it. You know, so we have, we have our little plans on how, how we figure out everybody's names and stuff. But you know, I would love to hear from you after you've heard my thoughts and, you know, heard, heard the feedback from this couple on what you think we can do to better involve newcomers to the lifestyle uh how can we be more welcoming you know is my feedback too harsh you know did i say something that you feel like is out of line that you would really love for me to tap into further um you know some of these com kind of conversations and i would really love to have a follow-up conversation uh or or morning show rather maybe with a guest spot i'm not entirely sure just yet uh, because spencer and i had a really in-depth conversation about this last night too and he was sort of on the same lines as my thoughts also because when, I, when I'm going to do a morning show and I have a pretty strong point of view on what my, my thoughts are, I always run it by him because he's always honest with me on like, yeah, this is too strong. 
Um, and so I was really happy to see that he was like kind of like in line with where I was at and, and kind of where I wanted to share. And, and I wasn't trying to be aggressive or anything of the sorts, but you know, we can't have expectations of the hosts, you know, to do all these things for you. This is like an independent journey, right? We just provide you the space to be able to do that. As far as that afterwards, you can provide us recommendations exactly like having the name tags, you know, at the front door or, um, you know, we can put on a different, I, I don't know, maybe like you can wear a different band or something to say that you're a newbie. Like, I'm not really sure what the identifier is and if many people have this, you know, this idea or, or thoughts also. So that's another reason why I'm having the show also is because I want to hear from you newbies. I want to hear more of the feedback. I want to hear how we can better help integrate you into the lifestyle. Because I feel like I'm pretty fucking honest. I feel like I lay it all out for you. I feel like I give you the tools uh, to be able to figure out how to do this. So I was relatively shocked kind of when I received this feedback. Um, and I did share it with the hosts themselves. And I told the hosts that I was having, uh, you know, this morning show on there and I didn't want them to be offended or taken back or anything of the sort so I, I made sure I had like open conversation and shared with everybody that I'm going to be pretty pretty blunt in my point of view um, so I'm going to go down to the comments for a second I'm just going to check in see if I missed anything and uh, see what see what our results are shoot okay maybe I'll just do it like this um, oh, thanks, Keith. He says I look great without makeup. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, SJ. Thank you so much for the stars, everyone. Oh my God, there's so many of you on there. Okay, well, so Angela says I always welcome new folks to come and chat with me. Yeah, see, like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this is what I, I'm not sure also that the couple gave enough time into the start of the event. I'm going to be truthful with that too because sometimes it takes the events a while to get started. I'm also going to note this. August is a really bad time for any one of our ho any hosts to be having events. Uh, there's complete competitiveness from weekends, but then it's competitive it's competing with family vacations, getting ready for back to school, so many different things. So like it's hit or miss, right? And so it's a little bit slower. And plus since it's summertime, and it's a little, you know, time's changing a little bit, but it still is light earlier some. So people don't like coming to the events until it's like really dark and, you know, so you see some fluctuations with it. I don't think that they necessarily stayed long enough uh, to, to get that whole vibe of the event, which is totally cool. But I do think that it takes some time, maybe like an hour, an hour and a half into the event before, you know, others start loosening up and, and, and try and make that approach, you know? So thank you for sharing that. Like, I'm not sure, but, but how do you even know, like, who they, if they're new or not? I guess, like, if you freak in a club often enough, you'll be able to see, like, oh, that's somebody I haven't really seen before, and you can go up to them and talk to them or whatever. But the thing is, is not everybody's going to do that, right? Because... I hate to say it this way, but you're at a swing club, right? I feel like there's only going to be communications with others if you're interested in swinging with them, right? That's my interpretation. Maybe that's not exactly true, but probably 97% of the time when you're at the club, you're probably trying to get it in. So, like, these are the conversations that are happening. So, I think that it takes others a little bit more time, you know, to kind of get their voices going. I'm not sure. That's how I feel. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see here. 
Wendy says, we do all we can as hosts. However, we are not there to hook up people or help people make friends. We do many things to help providing the best environment. We have different color bracelets so new people can be recognized so they can be welcomed. That's what I thought. Okay, perfect. So yes, there are different ways. I'm going to bring this up in the private group and have like a recommendation thread of like all the different things that we can do. And I'm going to talk to the Paradise Club and I'm going to ask them some of the things that they do. And then I'm going to share it with some of my um, other hosts that we collaborate with and, you know, collectively see if we can share out some of these, you know, new things that we can do. So Holly says, I know if Jim or I are aware someone is new or first time to a party, we try and introduce ourselves to them and at least introduce them to a couple of people we know. But even though we go to tons of events, there are so many people we don't know ourselves. Because of this, we don't know if somebody is new if they don't mention something either. Well, that's kind of how I feel, Holly, and I'm glad that you said it that way because sometimes I kind of like stumble over my words, right? We can't possibly know everybody that's new. I mean, on a good night, Mind Runner Parties has like 200 people at their event. I mean, August was definitely want want, um, but it was a sexy crowd. It was, I mean, I don't know how many, maybe we had like 100 or something. I don't even know what it was, but it was definitely a lot less than what we would normally. Um, but Halloween, example, Halloween's coming up. Halloween, you can't even walk in the club, right? So there's no way I can, I can determine, you know, who's who and try and sort that out. That's what your interaction is as an individual for you to, you know, these, like you, cho you chose to come to the club that night. You chose, you know, to come to the events. So you have to make the choice on how you're going to engage and integrate into it. And so, yes, there are small things from a host perspective that we can do, like the identifiers. Um, but aside from that, you're on your own, folks. You really got to be on your own. And Holly, I, you are right. You and Jim do really go out of your way to, to make others feel welcome. Then you guys do have a good sense of those that are new or semi-new because you have done those intros for me too. And that's really, really lovely to see. And so you guys are always really great with that. Um, so Ron and Tina said, we have been in the lifestyle for 15 years and you have some good points on how to on how things go down. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that, especially hearing it from a veteran. Um, having others confirm my thoughts definitely makes me feel a little bit more valued. Maybe not myself, but the show itself, right? Because I do want to make sure that others do really see the full picture of things and I really do try and speak honestly and transparently whether it's stuff that should be shared or not be shared but it's important as we all go forward and as we try and develop what our lifestyle looks like to have an understanding of what the full scope is from everybody's perspective and that takes communication so full transparency from my side is what it takes uh, to open up conversations I'm like I'm all for it and so I really appreciate your feedback thank you so much for sharing that with me Holly says, I agree with equal contributions. I am by nature very shy at first, but I will engage when I start to get to know people. Over time, going up to people and chatting with new people has gotten easier, but I'm still more reserved than Jim. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, I'm never, I'm never coming up to you at an event. It's not my style. It's not what I'm comfortable with. And it's not because I'm an asshole. It's not because I'm a bitch or I think that who I am. It's just I'm very uncomfortable 
very uncomfortable. And so I just keep to my, I just, I just keep in my space, right? And so I do my thing. So I know how I am and I know how I need to manage myself at the events. It doesn't stop me from engaging in the events. It's just I know how I need to navigate and I don't put that responsibility on anybody else. If I am having a hard time, that's a different story. I will tell the team like I'm having a really hard time and it's like very few and far in between, but I do acknowledge it with them. In those moments, I am looking for them to support me and they know that. And the same with all of them. Like we equally share when, you know, it's a difficult time or whatever. So in that regard, that's the only time responsibility goes on other on somebody else is when it's talking about and we all are aware of what the situation is and, and why we are where we are. Other than that, I need to manage my own self. I need to manage my own interactions and I I need to grow my balls at times and say, no, you need to do this. You're the fucking host, like get a grip, you know? So it's difficult for all of us at times. Um, and so, yeah, it, everybody behaves differently. And, and Jim, I don't know why Jim's so like open and flowy. I don't even know how he does it, but he does. And he does it so good, you know, like, he has like no shame, like no nothing. Like he's just so willing and open. And and I think it's also like so willing and opening, open to supporting us too. Like I mean, Holly and I, you know, like if we don't know somebody or we need to figure something out, like he's so just like, I got it, you know? And it's really comforting to have an individual like that around you. Listen, we're all subject matter experts in our own specific things in life, right? So one person's really good with this kind of emotion. Another person's really good with this. We're all different zodiac signs. We're all different behaviors. We all think differently. So we are all strong in different things. That's why it's a team, because that's what makes us strong together. And that's the only way you'll be able to go and survive is with your team. So whether that's your partner is your team or you have a small group that's your team, either which way you need to figure it out with your team together on how you're gonna be functional. And so there's a few more comments and then I'm probably going to hang it up. Um, yeah, so Frankie says the Paradise has a great system. I do agree. I love watching how the Paradise Club flows. Um, although they're a different kind of entity than we are, business sense is the same, right? And you can figure out and pull different things from their learnings and how do you integrate it into you know what you're doing and then like just cross collaboration cross collaboration conversations on uh you know just doing great things so i do really value what they do and how they do it and their inclusivity of everything is actually really phenomenal which is why their appreciation day on saturday is really important to their hearts because you know they work really hard at that club to put on the best event for you guys i mean if you would understand the depths of what they do i mean i map out what we do and ours consists of a weekend long travel their shit starts like a week and a half before their events start you guys don't understand how much that club puts into organizing the most fantastic event for their community and it's really lovely and you see it when you attend, right? So 
from the passion with the food to, you know, the giveaways that they do and, you know, the way that they try and integrate the community with the feedback that they are given because the feed, the, they do receive feedback and that's how the bracelets and the different color-coded systems and stuff started because they hear something and they say, okay, well, how do we fix this? How do we implement it? What can we do to make it better? So, yeah, I, I always watch what they're doing and strive to meet what they're up to. Holly says... That for real, learning everyone's names is such a hard part of the thing. It really is. Like, it's just, I mean, it's crazy. Holly also says, you always have, um, uh-oh, where the heck did it go? Oh, you always have the beer pong game set up. It's a great icebreaker game no one ever really takes advantage of. I've seen it played only a couple of times. Oh, my God. It's so funny that you say that, Holly, and that's such a great point. You're right. So we always have the beer pong set up. And the beer pong can be purchased at Mizzy'sBoutique.com. It is a sexy icebreaker beer pong. So every time you get it in, it's like a sexual dare. And you can either execute the dare or you can put your cup on the side and save it for a later date and then like do the interaction. When I see individuals actually participating in the game, first off, they're having the best time. And then a crowd just like circles around there. So yeah, that is a really great icebreaker. We should make an announcement on, um, the DJ should make an announcement going forward about the dare, the dare beer pong and the icebreaker. Holly, we need to do that going forward. That was such a great call out girl. Yes. See, great minds. And that's what we do here. So listen, you know, that's my morning show for today. I really hope that you didn't take it like I was being an asshole or too aggressive. Um, but I just really wanted to be really just like honest and what it's like from our perspectives and, and all the responsibilities that we have on our plate already, aside from trying to make the actual interactions at the events. Please provide me feedback. Please let me know what your thoughts are. Please let me know how we can help you better without making it our responsibility to do it. If there are tools that we can communicate or put in place for you to take on individually, I'd be more than happy to implement that. But I'm not, I'm not taking on the responsibility of introducing you to everybody at my event, I'm sorry. And I don't think it's the responsibility of any other hosts. So with that being said, Mizzy Bender at Outlook.com is where you can send all those details. Um, and if you wanted to catch up on the morning show from last week with Lady and I, before you hit Thursday's morning show, go to MizzyBender.com. It's on the blog. It's Miss Lady's miniseries uh, part one. You know, I think that we're probably going to have like six weeks of it maybe, I think, is where we're at. And then don't forget, get your name and con contribute to this thing here, the morning show, whether it's a comment, a like, or a share, your name goes into the bucket and it will be drawn on Thursday and you'll receive the Traveling Missy Cup Plays Well With Others in orange. Don't forget, it comes with an extra lid and it comes with the straw and a straw cleaner. If you were to purchase it on the website, it's $29.95 with free personalization if you wanted to and the name goes on the back in white. Until next time, you guys, I'll talk to you super soon.